Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Welcome to our latest edition of College Questions. I am excited because this is Q&A number 50. 5 it's hard to believe. This journey started about a year ago and we're 50 questions in. And so we hope and pray this continues to be a resource to students and beyond anyone in any season of life. Exploring questions. That's what we do. We have a guest every time. I'm so grateful. I love to learn. And I'm excited about our question today. I'm also excited about our guest to introduce you to shortly. I want to tell you the question. The question is, what does it mean to be unified? Our guest is a man I'm just getting to know. We were just talking about this. And so uh, I'm excited for you to hear from him. And I'm excited to learn from him myself. Uh, we've been seeing each other around, but actually really probably this is our first real conversation. And so he and I are both excited about it. But he is serving right now as the director for the Dardanelles side of the Boys and Girls Club of the River Valley. Please welcome to the podcast, my friend Tarshawn Whitehead. What's going on, man? What is up, man? man. I'm I'm so happy to to have you in here, and uh, like you were just saying before we started, man, yeah. it's been fun. You, we you've been watching, like, man, I want to connect. So anyway, I'm I'm grateful to connect with you and to hear from you. So let me just shoot the question straight to you, man. Let's go. Uh, what does it mean to be to be unified? Definitely, man. Let's get into it, man. So, um, what does it mean to be unified? Uh, to me. It is, uh, we just talked about it earlier, just kind of like when I came into this this fold of, of being, a, you know, part of this, this ministry, um, I didn't want to force, um, you're stepping into a predominantly white church, you know, and I think as people, I think, I can't speak for all black people, uh, all people of color, I'll say that, all people of color, um, but I think when we step into this realm of of trying to step out of our comfort zone, mm-hmm. we find ourselves, uh, and that goes for both sides of the fence, we find ourselves not wanting to do that, especially when it comes to faith and religion, right? There's, there's, there's faith, there's religion, and then there's tradition, mm-hmm. right? And so tradition tells us that, you know, we're used to church being done a certain way. We're used to things being done a certain way. Every day, you know, Christmas is 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 done a certain way. You know, yeah. we always do the tree. Yep. No, mom always cooks this. This is That's what right. goes on. But what happens <laughs> when, you know, mom's no longer there, mm. right? And you gotta you gotta find your own route. And that and that's that's something that I've had to uh I've had to do. I've had to, you know, you come off come away from home. And you find yourself trying to make your own life outside of your folks, right? And so mm. I've stumbled, you know what I'm saying? And I've also, but I also remember coming to college the first time and uh, actually, uh, I'm going to get back to the invocation, but yeah, no, actually good. coming to college and, and remembering mom saying, hey, it's time to go to church. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my mom would tell me to go to church even when she wasn't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember her getting us up and then her going and lay back down, <laughs> right? There's something about that, man, that you find yourself, like, even though she knew she needed to get her butt to, to church, she still didn't <laughs> stop her babies from going, 
<laughs> and that's 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 cool to me. I it's not cool that she wasn't going. I, I wish it could have been different, but, but I mean she, she was pushing you. She was still pushing me to go and to the point now where when I got to school, uh it was muscle memory. Mm. Like I knew I had to go. Mm. Right? And so I didn't know where I was gonna go, but I knew I had to go. And that brings me to the unification part, uh, that being the first thing I looked for was a black church. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh I remember going to the black church and it I felt right in. It's comfort. That's those those people like they knew they knew exactly how to treat me, they knew exactly how to embrace me. Um and like I said, we talked, I'm an army brat. So like I'm used to meeting people and mm-hmm. I may meet you and a month later you may be getting stationed out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your dad is getting moved that way and you yeah. going with him and, and that's it. And I never see you again, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, with that said, I was always used to going to different churches and doing different things, mm-hmm. but I never went to a predominantly white church. Um, so to be unified to me, means to one push yourself outside of your comfort zone Mm. um two always be willing to to stand out always be willing to stick out and be on and and never understand always be willing to not understand what's going on and and love that love being uncomfortable right and so I think that's what that means to me, man. It's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy because you find yourself not even like I'm. I'm so uncomfortable most days, mm. and I've learned to love it. Mm. How have you learned to love being? Because you're right, man. Comfort. You know, you mentioned being out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. It is when I think of you know. You're right. Unified. I don't, how would you define, by the way, unified? What what would you be? I'm just curious. I know we're kind of. I'm I'm just. I'm thinking out loud with you, man. Would that How mean would together, you... bro? Like, would it mean together? I think so. Together, um, for sure. I think that's another word is togetherness and to be together. Yeah. Because uh, you're right, man. It's it's interesting because there's so much. You know, you got different cultures, and every every culture has different things and traditions, and yeah. When you and when different cultures interact, yeah, there's gonna be discomfort. Yeah. And what's sad is I think you're hitting something really good, which is a lot of people aren't good with that. So a lot of people run from that. Right. A lot of people don't embrace that. Right. They don't want to be uncomfortable. I think they've made this mistake of thinking life is about being comfortable. Absolutely. When the reality is, if we're gonna grow and learn and interact and be unified and together, like I think we're going here is like you got to be willing to embrace the fact that different cultures are going to this. It's just different, yeah. which means there's going to be moments you're either not comfortable or you don't Come understand. Yeah. And I love, I love you making this very practical in that it makes me think, man, when are the moments? Am I, do I experience that? Right. Are there moments, you know, but let me ask you this. This was the question I had. How have you grown from, you said, how did you say it? Basically, I love I love being uncomfortable. To some yeah. degree or another, you That's said exactly I, I get to do this every well, how did you get there? I don't think you start I'm a, I'm guessing. I don't feel like you started there. If you did, that's rare, right? So how yeah. did you grow or how are you at a place now where you say, No, nah, man, I've I've embraced being uncomfortable. This is I like this. Why? And how did you get there? Um just because it's it's easier to it's easier to just do the same thing everybody else is doing. And I, I've never been that person. Mm. Um, I've always tried to uh, go a different route. 
and still get to the same spot that you're going to. Mm. Um, I don't think that has to do a race. It's just the DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I've always looked at life as a trying to every day I'm trying to to accomplish something and get something done. So when it came to being uncomfortable, I can never I'm never uncomfortable. Mm. Like I'm I'm personally never mm. tr- I'm I'm finding myself looking to make myself uncomfortable. Mm. Right? Like and put myself in situations to to be like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Mm. And I I can say to this day I haven't found that yet. Mm. And that that's that's a gift. That's that's God, man. That ain't me. What's the value in that for you? Like, what are some benefits to the, having that perspective? I mean, right now, I don't know you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. I don't know you from Adam, man. Like, we we sitting here talking, and and is 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 like I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. I'm I'm good with it. I'm. I think the the benefits are. I probably meet so many people mm. just just because. Uh, I don't mind having a conversation with somebody that doesn't know me. Mm. Uh, I think I don't want to talk too much. Like I, I want to talk, I want to talk, but I don't mm. want to mess up where we're going. No, um, but I feel like when you have a, a body of people, when we go into certain places of, of churches, they always say, hey, we love everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. We love everybody and come on in and we're going to embrace you and Mm -hmm. we're going to make you feel special. And we love everybody. They stick to that. We love everybody here. Everybody's welcome here. Right. Could you honestly say you love me and I don't see any of me in your church? Mm. Like there's nobody Mm. that looks like me in your church, Mm. but you love everybody. Mm. I think the church has got that messed up, man. Mm. Like how can we how can we say we love every single person mm-hmm. and your my your purpose your purpose should match your perception should match your purpose. Mm-hmm. So whatever your purpose is, if that's to reach everybody, yep. then when I come to your church, yep. I should see everybody. everybody and if you ain't got everybody in your church, you're not sticking to what your mm. purpose is, which is all of our purpose. So mm. I already know that here in FBC or college ministry, whatever you are, like our purpose is to reach everyone. Mm-hmm. That's what God talked about. Mm. That's what Jesus said, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're called to go. He yeah. didn't say go to a specific okay. person. He said go. All people, yeah. Yeah. So, So to me, when it comes to this, man, like, I don't see you as a white man. Mm. I see you as a Christian, mm. right? Mm. So that's if you if you that you that's my race, bro. Mm. Like that's the race of people I'm trying to be with. Mm. That's the race. If you ain't that, I I mean, we can, I could talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. But when it come down to like letting my feet, you know, taking off yeah. my shoes and chilling, yeah. <laughs> I'm chilling with some Christians, bro. Like that's that's, that's just what we doing. That's good. You man. know what I'm saying? So, um, but I can I I'll be glad to talk to you and, and hang out if you're a non-believer and all that. But you best believe when I get ready to take off my shoes, it's gonna be mm-hmm. some Christians around me, man. So I like the way you say that. Yeah, yeah man. No, like that's good, that's, that's just what it is. I think Jesus was willing to go. They talked about ta- tax collectors and notorious sinners, mm-hmm. right? That's who he hung yep. out with. Yep. I'm with I'm with that. Yep. Let's go hang out with them. Yep. But when it come down to taking off these shoes and we sitting there watching a ball game, 
I have about, be about five black Christians with me, man, sitting there chilling. We we ready. I like you how, know, yeah. uh, I like and, that and, and I want to take some of the task collectors with me yep. and them, them them notorious sinners that they talked about. We're going to bring them on in the fold, too, and they're going to get some of this. They're going to see how we conduct yep. ourselves, and yep. hopefully we'll rub off on them, and, yep. and they'll see the God in us. That's good. Uh, man. That's unification, man. That's good. It's deeper than just black and white. Well, and that's, you know, when you look at, and you're right, man, you see in the in the scriptures the command, make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think someone broke that down. I don't know. I'm not a Greek scholar, man, but Me I feel neither. like at some point I remember pentate ethne is what I remember. It's like people groups. It's like make every, like people groups. This is Jesus was intentional. Say, say. that again. Pentate. I, I do now. We're gonna get <laughs> Brad Hatfield or, or somebody here like this to explain it to it. But I, I I thought I remember from this class we took called a perspectives. Come on. It was like this three hour class once a week, and you learn about peoples and all stuff. But they broke that down, and I thought it was pentate ethne. Okay. I can't say I, which that. I, I, yeah, I, you couldn't yeah, pay me yeah, to say I that. Could, but I, th- I think the drive is the intention of Jesus' heart was awesome. exactly what you're saying. I'm not telling you make disciples of people that look like you and talk like you. It's like I'm telling you make disciples of all peoples right. and whoever I call you to. And oh, by the way, whoever I happen to put you around you and right. wherever you, as you go. So like as you pay attention to the culture that you currently exist in, are you making disciples of everyone within that culture? Yeah. And I think there's already a there's a push from the heart of Jesus already to, hey, there's going to be times if you're doing this, right. if you're going to listen to this command, there's going to be times of discomfort. Now, some people like you, a lot, a lot of this is because of your background and just because of who you are. Right. You've learned to love those interactions. Some people might have a harder time, right? right. <laughs> it's not so natural. Yeah. Or maybe they haven't grown to appreciate some of those discomfort zones, yeah. right? Or that understanding. That's two threads that I'd love to, and I you talk, you talked a lot about the comfort zone. I, I'd love to hear your perspective on the understanding, but from the scripture's perspective, man, oh, I think about this, man. There's a phrase that's been messing with me lately. When I say messing with, I've just been thinking about, and it's not a lot, but it's maybe half a dozen times in the New Testament. It's this phrase, make every effort. Wow. And oftentimes, not every time, but out of the half a dozen times, I feel like three to four of them have to do with unity. which is really interesting to me because in this discussion, there's a, I feel like part of the design of God is unification doesn't happen naturally. If you think about cultures, cultures naturally do what they stick to their own cultures. That's what makes them a culture, right? And there's beautiful things in that, right? It's good. But you start talking about unification and bringing different backgrounds together, different races. There's there's a lot of <laughs> there's and I mean this in the best. I think there's conflict in that, not in a bad way. I yeah. mean, conflict of differences. Right. We yeah. always tell married couple uh, pre-marriage counseling. We tell them, look, you can get married. And uh, some of these folks, they they we try to explain to them, look, conflict's not a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Conflict actually dealt with properly reveals you got a relationship with each other. Right. And it's how you respond to conflict is what matters. Right. When I'm looking at comfort zone and and uh, and not understanding, to me, those are conflict situations, even if it's in the brain. Yeah. I don't understand. I've got a conflict right now because I don't understand what's going on and how am I going to respond to that? Yeah. But I see this, this command of scripture to make every effort. And I feel like part of the problem is when it comes to unification is we've forgotten our role in that. Yeah. Like I have a role to play in that. 
and I and it and it's not a passive role. And I think that's the realest thing is that you said that. I think that's the problem is that there are people that aren't saying that. Um, one thing I got asked, and we just got off the month of Black History Month, mm. um, and one thing I got asked was, what what can I do? Is it what what can I I do? I, I I've never I've never took part in Black History Month, but I want to. I just don't know what to do. What what is it that I can do? And I said, just acknowledge it. Mm. Acknowledge it, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's not about it's not about having a party or doing anything. I think people get that misconstrued. I think we want to we we I mean, if you want to have a party for Black History Month, you're welcome to do that. Yeah. But it's not about having a party. You're talking about just acknowledging that it's Black History Month, and then it will be like, well, I mean. Contrary to popular belief, uh, I think most uh, people of color don't want just a month. Mm -hmm. But that's all we can get. So we're going to take it. You know what I'm saying? Um, And we're going to make the most out of that. I remember at one point it was just a week from what I can recall. Mm. It was a week, a week-long situation. So Mm. uh, the fact that we have a month. Uh, it may be the shortest month, but mm-hmm. we'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. I we're saw, growing. We're progressing. So, so I follow uh, MMA. I don't know if you like MMA, or mm. I, I love watching that stuff, and I follow it. And uh, I noticed that they picked up uh, their their the phrase. I think it's being Black History always. Yeah. I caught that. You yeah, know? that's so big. They, yeah, that, that's that's called acknowledging. Yeah, it's just a simple thing. Yeah. We ain't out here having parties and doing all this crazy stuff. Just acknowledge it. Just say it, man. Hey. You know, happy Black History Month to everybody that that I know that's of color. Um, you know, and and, and be done with it, and yeah. be done with it. Yeah. Uh, I think the problem is we don't acknowledge it because we feel as though we don't have to, um, because it has nothing to do with church and religion. Mm. But if we look back on religion, a lot of the most religious people were racist people. Mm. I don't know. Come on, man. Like a lot of them were racist. So if you're looking at that, uh, I just thought about a situation. But if you're looking back at that, then why not acknowledge it? Mm. If you know that it's of how deep it runs Mm. in in the church, Mm. racism in the church. So and we don't want to talk about racism because, you know, we keep that stuff under the rug. Mm. You know, we sweep that under the rug. We don't want to talk about we don't want to talk about it. Mm. But. Until we deal with those issues, yep. that's when we become on the road of unification. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why churches stay separate, because we don't want to say that that's in the church, mm-hmm. right? If you can expose it, then mm-hmm. you're that's a cancer that you're getting out of your yep. church. Because that's a church. The church is full of sick people. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen a perfect person in the mm-hmm. church, man. And they are, they lying to you, so yep. they ain't perfect that's already. Right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's so. Right. I think if you go back to to looking at that kind of stuff and you 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 deal with the head of racism, that's that we're already on the road in unification. And I think if uh, my people uh, become more welcoming to uh, people that aren't of color, I think they will see that not all people that are not of color are. Uh, holding on to those those traditions of, mm. of old. I think it's just a a uh, a fear and a a unknowing uh mindset 
that we have that we just rather just stay over here, mm. you know, stay at our stay at our church and let them do them over there because they don't worship like we do. Mm. Well, what you don't know is that they want to know how you worship. Mm. You know, like which they don't they don't they don't do praise dances and stuff. Well, <laughs> they don't. They probably ain't got nobody over there praise dancing. <laughs> they, it's not like they don't. They want to know. They. Yeah. Uh, I've never. I haven't met anybody that doesn't know that until they see it. Then they'll, you know, that's part of our culture in church mm -hmm. is praise dancing and, and shouting and, and praising. And you see people going everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's part of the culture. So uh, I think that, that the moment we learn to welcome each other, mm. that's that's unification already in that situation. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. How, I could, boy. No, that's good. How, how do, you know, I think of it like, you know, I know a large majority of our audience is in college right now. So obviously you have a, you have an individual perspective on this. How, what does it mean to be unified? And obviously you can talk about unified in a, as a team, as an organization, as a school, as a church, as a people, um, as in like America, as a nation, you know, you, there's all different breakdowns of unification. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, you know, you obviously you brought up church and how do you do So how, if we take even that command of scripture, you know, making every effort, you know, and these, these commands specifically about that, I think deal with, and I love how you break it down, that comfort zone and that, and not understanding things that, that is very practical. And I love that. So how, how does someone make an effort? Like how does a student on tech campus make an effort to be unified just as a tech body? Because right. Like how, is there a way to, and then how do we flip in a different perspective in the church? Okay. Which I know is kind of where we want to camp out, but I'm also curious from a, and, and or even the workplace, if, if it's someone. So I feel like the discussion for me is whether I go to church and if I'm in church, obviously how does this impact me in my community, but also with the church that I'm involved in. Yeah. But the community side of it is, is how it's not church is the people. So how is this applying in my life as an individual, which will actually in turn impact the church, right? Yeah. So I'm just curious, man, from, a, I don't know if that's a fair question or if it's too, you know what I'm saying? Those two threads I'm thinking about, yeah. how does an individual make every effort? I think um, on your campus, let's go to campus. So at Tech, um, I feel like that effort is, it is not your job to erase the past. It is not your job to apologize for what happened so far way back then um however it is your job and it should be your you should take responsibility for just like i do for coming together mm. i think as um we always try to hold people accountable for what happened a long time ago um, and those are the wrongs of them. You know, that's the wrongs of, of, of people, our great, 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 great grandfathers and yeah. great, great, great grandmothers. We can't hold them. You know, we have to, I think we have to uh, hold each other. I see you. I, I don't know your grandparents, mm -hmm. but I know you. I know mm -hmm. you. And so if you're saying that this is what my granddaddy did a long time ago, you still holding on to that. Mm -hmm. Let that go, man. Mm -hmm. We right now, mm -hmm. we ain't talking about what they did a long time ago. Yeah. 
You know, like I, I don't I don't care about that. Who are you? You don't even know you you didn't even know your your fourth generation grandfather. Like mm-hmm. you talking about your first generation, you talking about the great 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 grandfather? He was long gone before you got here. Mm-hmm. And you sitting there talking about what he did. <laughs> you didn't even know that man. You you nine times out of ten mm-hmm. wouldn't even like something about that mm-hmm. man. You there's a lot of things that, that they did back then that we probably ain't liking right now. Yeah. Um that and all we can say is by by you know raising and my family lineage is that that's my that's who out would raise me so that's mm-hmm. who I'm gonna clean yeah and no I'm I'm here to be different we call to be different so the way you go about unifying on tech campus is you are you be the change whatever it sees you you see wrong you know wrong. Mm. If if we're going into, uh, let's say we're going into Bass Tech, we're on Bass Tech, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lady we had Chick Fil A. I think they still got that in there. I think they, man. Sadly, they got rid of Chick Fil A. Oh no! But the, <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of Chick Fil A. No, but, baby. but the good news. Listen, but the what good they news is there? they got uh talk about it. Oh man, what's uh? Better be good. It's no, you'll yeah. Uh, the the students love chicken. Uh, oh man, somebody <laughs> got to help me out. It's another chicken place, man. They got rid of Chick Fil A. What's the other chicken? What's another popular chicken place? Man, come on, they got. They, now tell it's me what you don't want to tell me is they got a Popeyes. No, it's not Popeyes. I, I, I promise you, <laughs> it's not Popeyes. I promise you, brother. Anyway, it's gonna come to Go me. Ahead. Go ahead. All right. So let's say we at the chicken place. Yeah. Let's say we ate, we at a restaurant. All right. Yeah. Uh, they got a Starbucks. Yes, they, still got they Starbucks. do. Yeah, they Ain't do. no way they got real Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, they so do. they got a Starbucks. So you're you're in line. I'm I'm in front of you. No, let's put me behind you. I'm behind you, and you know I go to order. Uh, you go to order yours, and you move to the side, and you're waiting for him to get your coffee. Well, I come. I order a coffee, and they say. Uh, well, we just, you know, we're out. We're out. We don't have anything. Right? And I'll be like, I see what you got. Like, you can't give me anything. And you'll be like, I mean, they'll, they'll be like, no, we're, we're out. We don't have any. We just ran out. So I'll be like, okay, well, uh, you know, I become irate. You know, I get upset because I know what this is. Mm-hmm. This goes on all the time. Mm. So I know what this is. You see it mm. and you say nothing. Mm. You're just as wrong as that person mm. in my eyes. Yeah. So it's that. It's that. It's the the not doing something when you see that something mm. is wrong. And that in itself, if you don't say anything, and you, that's literally when they talk about white privilege, mm. that's what it is. You're privileged enough to get to what you you can get, and you're not even worried about helping me. The mm. moment you use your white privilege to help me, you don't no you no longer. It's not white privilege. Mm. But we don't want to lose our white privilege, so we don't say anything. Mm. Or here's you know why though. What's up? Because these two things, man, comfort zone, not understanding. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, man. My wife's real big about you know trying to teach our kids to do us right. And she instructs them like, how does she say it? Like, um, do do us right even when no one else will. And uh, I know she talks about, um, and we talk about that. Oftentimes, if you're gonna do us right, it's gonna be really hard to make that decision because 
like in that scenario, that's a, that's a tension situation. Absolutely. Most people hate conflict. They run from conflict. And let's be honest, we have a huge problem with passivity. So you start combining all these things together and they're sitting there like, well, I don't know what the problem is, but it's not my problem. Right. It's passive. It, it, if I get engaged in this, now I'm involved in this conflict. Yeah. And they'd rather not do it. And then think about this too. What if reverse situation? What if she said she didn't have anything else back there? You waiting on your coffee. She said she, she told me she didn't have anything. What if I was just like, okay, well, thank you. And I walked away. And you saw that, and you yeah. know that's not true. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah what's the, do what's you say happen? anything, or do you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, it's a fight or flight mentality, and I think we got a lot of flyers right now. And, Absolutely. And I, I think a simple, a simple man that's wrong, and you know that is. We, you don't have to get irate. Nobody has to get irate. Uh, I think when it comes to, you know, uh, myself and 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 other people, uh, minorities. I think we're used to being irate because that's what causes people to move. And I think uh, when you talk about injustice of years prior, you talk about not getting done and things not getting done. I, I love Martin Luther King uh, because he was willing to march and, and protest. Um, I'm, not, I'm not personally, personally, uh, I'm not the the hugest Malcolm X fan, but I get it. Yeah. I get Malcolm. Uh, because in my mind, you're going to, what happens is you have people protesting and, and you're out there and you're doing all this stuff and people are just walking. They're walking. What happens is if I, if I walk, if we're out protesting at your door right now and it's loud, you clutch your, you shut your curtains. This is this is normal. This is no. You shut your curtains. You cut on some TV, and you'll you'll try to drown the sound out outside. Mm-hmm. But what happens when that brick comes through your window? Mm-hmm. Now your property's been damaged. Yeah. You, I got to do something now. <laughs> well, why couldn't you do anything when they were just out there peaceful yeah. protesting? Yeah. If we just did something, when we know something needs to be done, people done. We it wouldn't get our rate. Mm. I'm not saying riots are wrong. That riots are dead wrong. Mm. We should not be tearing into people's business mm. and it should not be happening, but it should never have to get to that point if yeah. you know that something's wrong. Yeah, there's too many people sitting on the sidelines exactly. who have the opportunity to do something and right. are sitting silently or sitting passively because it doesn't directly affect them. Like you said, case yeah. in point, brick through a window. Yeah. As long as this is not directly affecting me, my life's fine. I'm good. We can move on. Absolutely. And. <laughs> I'll never forget, man. We were at, um, I don't know where we were. There was a black preacher from, he's in Alabama. Dude's like 70 years old. <laughs> and he got up and it was a, he was talking about racism. They asked him to speak on racism. But he said this, man, and I thought this was really interesting. He said, man, I am resolved to say nothing other than what my Lord Jesus Christ has said. And he said, he went on to say that he feels like this whole racial junk lies at the footsteps of the churches. That was his whole point. And he said, but he said, uh, he quoted Matthew five, wow. be salt and be light. And he said, the problem is people in the church. So we, you know, we reference like the government stuff, but the truth is if the church, Come if on. churches were actually salt and light when it came to these issues, yeah. 
And he, and that's what was, I'll always remember this, man. It was really powerful. I need to remember his name because I want to listen to more of his sermons, but I'll always remember him standing up there and saying, I've resolved only to say what my Lord Jesus Christ is. It quoted Matthew five. It was the sermon on the Mount. The early thing is five be salt. Uh, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And he essentially said, there's a whole lot of Christians. They're not being salt and they're not being light. And, and what, and what are we doing? If not, if not that, what are we doing? Yeah. And that, and that's where it's sad to me because even your example, it's crazy to me when we look at that phrase, make every effort, oftentimes it's even, it's not even that much of an effort. It's not that much. It, what am I asking to do am, to, to die a little bit to my comfort, mm -hmm. to be willing to be okay, not understanding stuff, to be willing to consider my brother in Christ who's telling me that when he walked in this church, he felt like, man, I know that look. And I'm just telling you, it was the look, man. Yeah. Am I willing to consider that even though I don't fully understand it? It's like, yeah, I got to be willing to. Are you serious right now? Right. Like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, we got to talk about this, right? Like that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not some crazy, extraordinary effort. No. It's this, it's these small things that we we can reject passivity and take responsibility and be willing to to pay attention to every moment i have am i watching am i looking for opportunity am i am i that it's small things and if you take any given church i don't care if it's 25 people or 500 people or whatever and if those people have all committed to be salt and be like like that old pastor said from alabama what would happen yeah i, I just i got a really good feeling Really amazing things would happen when it comes to being unified, but nobody's doing it yeah. because most people are comfortable where they are and it breaks my heart, man. Like you, you, most people are just content with where they got their thing going, man. Like I'm, I got my little groove. What is that? Don't mess with my groove. This is going to mess with my groove. Don't like. That's why I'm, that's, that's, and that's, that's why, I mean, you asked me like, how I'm, I don't want to be like that with most people. We want to say we're, 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 we're Christians. We're supposed to be different from everybody else. We should be setting the standard for we, what it exactly, looks like to be unified. Exactly. And so, like, that's, that's the, like I said, that's the, the race of people I'm with is, is Christians. So, uh, I don't, I don't understand that for whatever reason. Um, at this point, I don't even, I, I, I really just want to, uh, us to be on one accord. I think, I think the thing about, I was taught. This is something I, I was I was talked to about. And, uh, this came from a group. I was in a a Bible study with a lot of. Of it wasn't even a Bible study. We didn't even talk. We didn't talk about biblical terms. It was just more of a. Uh, I get in these groups and they talk about racism and they okay. talk about views and yeah. point of views of things and how can we be better as a people. Okay. Um. And one thing was talked about was uh the power. Who's the most powerful person? Step further. Who's the most powerful man in the world as far as in the United States, as far as uh, speaking to people? And they spoke of a white pastor. So, first of all, a man, yet alone a white man, yet alone a white pastor would be the powerful, most powerful person. Mm. Um, why do we not speak on racism from our platform is is that because 
we we're fearful of losing members? Is that because we're fearful of 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 them not of them shunning us? Mm. Um, and I don't want to talk about racism on here, bro. Yeah, no, uh, I really don't want to dwell on that too no. much because it's such a dark thing. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and it's very that's that's literally I, I'm an upbeat dude, but that's literally one of the things that that, that hurts me is to see people uh, just because of the the pigmentation of their skin not be treated as equal. Um, it doesn't happen for me. I love the people I hang around with. Mm-hmm. I, I hang around with a bunch of white folks, bro. Mm-hmm. And I'm <laughs> telling you, I love every last one of them. And so, like, it, it, it is... It is what it is for me, but and I, and I also I, I know a lot of black folks and I love them too. Like yeah, you know, yeah. like I don't I don't see it like that like yeah. everybody else do. And uh, I, I just want to be different. But that's unification to me. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but I'm just trying to do my part. That's good, man. And that's well. And I think you know. I hope to anyone listening right now. Yeah that they would be willing to say, okay, unification is not something, I saw something the other day is like a little meme or whatever, dude uh, leaning on a, on a, on a shovel. And it said, uh, don't pray for God uh, to dig a hole while you're leaning on a shovel. And my point is like a lot of people when it comes to all the unify and there's different with division like satan loves division he loves device yeah. and he loves conflict so of course he's gonna have people are gonna sh- run from this stuff right like yeah. but god loves unity god loves for the body of christ to be unified and Absolutely. for his and for his people to show the world what that looks like yeah. so I, I hope that anyone listening is willing to ask themselves a question of what role am i playing Am I playing my role? Do I do I understand that I have a role? And if so, am I involved? Or am I sitting by passively, like the guy leaning on the shovel saying, God, would you just dig a hole? And not being willing to go to work. And that's the beautiful tension of scripture, right? Like God gives these commands and He's given us the ability to do it. And we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. And yet we have a role to play in these things. God doesn't mean salt and light is is an active thing that's actively doing something. Whether it's bring flavor or bring light. I love, first of all, I love salt and light. Um, But that, to me, is we sit sit in this situation of being in, in, like you're saying, cliques, in in groups. One thing I like about coming and being a part of things here, uh, does everybody know what here is? Uh, yeah, First Baptist Church. Right. Not. Maybe, maybe not. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's cool to tell yeah. them anyway. Uh, but yeah, coming here is it has been. Uh, you don't want to make somebody uncomfortable. Uh, you want to make them feel welcome, yeah. no matter what they look like. You just want to make everybody feel welcome, um, and that's the thing with my guys, uh, with Circle Church and and this First Baptist. You know group of people is I've been uh I've been definitely challenging people on the issues of how much do you love me? Mm. Like I asked I asked a, a group of guys, this is my leadership team that I'm a part of, I asked them how much do they love me? Right? And it was crazy because I, I don't think they see what I was talking. I was just like, how do you much you love me? And they're like, man, we we love you. Like Tarshan, what are you talking about? Like, we love you, man. Like 
I was like, no, man, like, how much? Like, and I wanted to take mm. what I'm about to say. I wanted to make it so precious to them mm. that it was so close to them that they would they would really think about what I just said. Yeah. So I asked them, I said, how much do you love me? And they said, we love you. I said, okay, do you love me enough? If I was the same, if we were both of age, your daughter and myself were both of age, would you love me enough to date your daughter? Mm. I wanted to know that. Mm. And, the, and, the, and there is a reason why I wanted yeah. to know. And, yeah. it, and it was because if you can't, if you say no to that, why are you saying no? Because you just said you love me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. You I, just said you yeah. did. Oh, if they say no, we know. I mean, come we on. We know that's why. A, yeah. That's, and that, that it's, right it's there, it, right there, that's when I know where you are, and and I know where I stand. Now you're a Christian, and I still love you, but we're not yoked the same right now. Mm, mm, that's right. We're just not yoked the same, and so that's when you know, as far as Christians go, hey. If you getting jumped, I'm gonna rumble with you. Like you know what I'm saying. Like if something, and that's not in the form of fighting or anything. I'm just saying, like I'm, I'm still with you. You still yeah. my brother. Yeah. But I just don't. You know, you yeah. got people in your family you don't fool with, but you love them to death. Like that's your family. Hey, they still my family regardless. They crazy. I know they crazy, but yeah. that's my uncle. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. so, yeah. that's still my uncle. I ain't gonna fool with him. But I've been not see him in trouble. I'm gonna help him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's just what it is, and and it, I would hope that within our own group of people as Christians, we we start fixing that mm-hmm. um, because I feel like we're in a time and a place and a season where um, I, I'm i lonely right now, but I won't be for long mm. when I speak of my people. What do you mean by that? I feel like, I feel like as far as, I'm speaking as far as like the First Baptist church planting, uh, circle church and okay. everything. Right now, I'm one. I'm 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 pretty much the only person of color on leadership, and the mm. only. The, I mean, when I'm when I'm here, you know, mm. on Sundays, some Sundays, I feel like I'm alone. Mm. Right mm. Uh, now, I don't feel like the people at First Baptist make me feel alone. They welcome me here. I just feel like, but practically speaking, if you look at it, I'm the only black person at the church. Like, you know what I'm saying? One of the only black people at the church. And so I don't feel like that's going to be for long. Mm. I feel like God is moving us all to a point where he's trying to get us prepared Mm. because he's about to, to force his hand. And you about to see a lot of mixing of churches whether you want to go mm. over there to a black church or you want to come over here to a white church, there is no predominantly anything mm. coming mm. our way. You won't be able to say, that's a predominantly white church. You're going to say mm. that's a church. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's where God is about to move. I just think I'm a, I'm just a little warning right now. There you go. You know there what I'm saying? Go. So like, uh, and, I, and that's why I said it's important for me to be myself mm. uh, because why would I, why would I change, you know, where I come from and mm. and 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 you know, my style of of wearing and what I do. Uh I think I came to church with a suit on. I had a full suit on. I had a <laughs> and that's my church. <laughs> that, that's what I come from though. That's my culture. Yeah. We were, you know, we wear suits. We you know, my dad has a he could wear every, he could wear a suit for every Sunday and never mm. No, that's just him. Yeah. He, he wears a suit every Sunday of a year and never wear the same suit. That's and, awesome. and that's just him, man. But um, 
he always taught me to dress as if that's the last time I'm going to church. Mm. Like that's one thing he said. He mm. said, man, so that's that's how you want to be? You want to go to church? Like that's how you want to <laughs> go see God. That's how you want to go, which we see him all the time. It's figure of speech. Like you no, like, no, I'm with you. He's so like, that's how you want to go see yeah, him. Yeah, no, I like it. You want to go to church like good, that. Man. Yeah, Let's we got to go good. looking good, man. Smell good. You about to go see the most important man in America, man. The most important man in the world. You're going to spend time with him with a lot of other people and you dressing crazy. Like, what you doing? That's how you always talk to me. That don't mean y'all need to dress up in suits. I'm just saying. But for you, no. But what, you're, what I hear you saying is that's what you want to do. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. And you, you know what? Good, yeah, good for you, man. Absolutely, you gotta man. be willing to do. That's awesome. That's that's once again that's part of culture, man. So, I love it, man. I, I think to me that I love those two things you gave in the very beginning. Comfort zone, yeah. Willing to not understand, even even willing to. It means I'm putting myself intentionally in situations in which I won't understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm intentionally putting myself in situations where I know it's not going to be comfortable, because maybe I I understand that these are two different cultures coming together, but I I'm gonna give this a shot. Yeah. Like I'm I want to try. I want to yeah. do my part. Yeah. And I might look stupid doing it. Yeah. Right. But and I might ask a dumb question, but I got to be willing to do it. Yeah. And I like that's that's me. Go back to the first time I sung. At First Baptist, uh, I'm thinking about this because this is something I can, we can relate to. Uh, I got on stage, right, and I, I come from a church where, you know, I we may be on stage singing the same song for about 10 minutes, you know, and, and that's just where God moves. And, and my pastor never stopped us from, from worshiping. He just let it go. And, uh, you know, I got up here and I got up to sing, and they were like, <laughs> hey, man, there's words up there. And we gotta follow. We gotta stay on the words. And I was just like, <laughs> "All right, man, I'll do whatever y'all want." But like, God, I gotta stay on every word. Like, and he's like, "No, nah, man, you can, you can, you know, ad lib." And I love Robert, man. But mm -hmm. like, it's just like he said, that's what we gotta stick to, and and that's what it is. That's out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But I'm willing to do that for the yeah. glorification of God, mm. right? I'm willing yeah. to do whatever it takes yeah. for me to praise and worship God. Yeah. So. It's not about it's not about how y'all praise and worship here. We going I'm gonna sing the same song the same yep. way I do over there. I'm gonna stay where I need to be at in my pocket, mm. but I'm gonna actually in yeah. in that pocket I'm gonna be me and yeah. I'm gonna still praise God. Yep. That's all we called to do, bro. When I love that cuz it I think I wonder if sometimes people are scared of when they engage a different culture. It's like you ain't gotta give up anything in your own. Well, there actually, if there's things that are ungodly in that, then yeah, you definitely need to. But there are lots of things, man. I've spent time overseas and stuff, and people. I know that's a big debate in missions. It's like you know, there have been a lot of missionaries do a lot of bad stuff because they go into these places and and make it look like Amer If it's an American missionary, they walk into this place in you know Southeast Asia. And basically try to teach him like, all right, if you're going to do worship and then they try to give them this map, like it would look here. It's like right. y'all done messed up yeah. because there's parts of that Southeastern culture that are beautiful and God designed that they can still bring into worship. Now, are there parts of that culture that, yeah, are not? Yeah. Okay. But, but you got to figure out what that is. You can't just, anyway, my point is it's healthy to know, like we are who we are, man. We have the backgrounds we have. God designed us all there. He designed cultures, man. Yeah. Cultures are a beautiful. I love culture. I'm like, I, I love to study culture. Yeah. Right. And every nation has 
cultures within it's subcultures right yeah. so it just it's just the way it is man why do we not get excited to learn about cultures why do we not get excited to learn you know you mentioned as funny as it is you know even uh your, your christmas reference earlier yeah. or how you do church and i like yeah. it, it, what you grew up doing church as opposed to wait wait you i gotta stay to these lines what, yeah. what, what y'all <laughs> this is not what i'm used to right, right. but but there's a beautiful way that the, the unification and maybe that's what it is, is that it, it it's the it's the amazing thing of what God can do when you bring two different cultures together, whether you're talking about race or whatever background it is that's bringing those different cultures. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing when they come together. Right. Yeah. yeah man. And at the end of the day, we both know that the best thing that can do that is Jesus. Absolutely. There's no other real answer for this discussion, which is why I love that pastor who was willing to say that the, the responsibility of the, where we are right now lies on the foot of our churches. Man, That was really powerful, man. And I love that, man. Um, well, I know it's a big discussion. I know, but I, I'm, I'm hope, uh, I know I'm learning. Uh, and I love those two things you pointed out, man. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners about a way that that when you want to challenge them to be unified, what what is there anything else you want to share with them? Oh uh, man, just be willing to accept, uh, not accept everything, but be willing and be open to new things. Uh, be willing and be open to new cultures. Don't go into things trying to understand them. You there are certain things you will never understand. Mm. Uh, there are certain things I will never understand about about you. Mm. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about being different. Mm. God made us in his image, and he also made us different. And that's crazy because he made us in his image. And I get lost in that because we're two totally different types of people. But yet we made from the same person. Gosh, man, like if you really get lost in that. But anyways, just always be willing to accept, uh, to be embraced, embrace other people, embrace other cultures, embrace uh, and be looking to make yourself uncomfortable. Mm. Please do that. Mm. If you don't hear anything I said today, be willing to get out of your comfort zone. Be willing to get out of uh, of your own way as far as unifying this country. Because if you are not saying anything, then you're just as guilty as the person that's mm. saying something. Mm. Uh, I believe that, man. I, I definitely believe that we got to start holding ourselves accountable and trying to love on one another mm. and embracing one another. Mm. And, and uh, I have no problem doing it, but I can't. I'm not saying I am doing it alone. There are plenty of people that are out there and they are trying to unite this world and unite this country. Uh, but right now, more than ever, I think we're called right now to uh, be light, be mm. the light mm. and actually shine uh a light of, of, of faith and uh, humility and and, and uh, just shine a light of God on on, on the nation. Mm. And uh, I think right now we're holding the flashlight, but it ain't on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I feel like we we holding this lightning, mm. and we're saying that we got it. We got everything we need to be we salt. We just got not. We're not doing it. So mm. be that man. Be the salt. Be the, be the salt light. And, and, and I like that man. I gotta mm. make a shirt or something mm. with that on it. That's for real. That's I'm powerful. A, I'm gonna find that sermon too. Yeah, man. I wanna re-listen to that. Yeah, it's man. So good, man. 
That's so tough, good. man. But yeah, this is crazy, bro. I've been been waiting to to sit down and and, and exchange uh, ideas and, and and think. And you've taught me a lot. I hope hope we both learned something yeah, out of this. Man. But yeah, man, yeah. like I definitely learned a lot. Uh, one thing I I've definitely learned is is patience. Mm. I think you never said anything about it, mm. but I realized I was I'm impatient. Mm. I want things, and I I tell my friends I got a friend up, and I tell them all the time like I'm probably I gotta be a lot of I gotta be patient. I work at the mm. Boys and Girls Club. You would think I'd be one of the most patient people in the world, but I'm not. I'm mm. a very impatient. I'm patient with the kids. Yeah, I'm patient with my job, but I'm. I'm impatient when it comes to Christians mm. because I feel like we should get it. Mm. Love. He said, if you don't know, you don't do anything in the Bible, <laughs> love everyone, mm -hmm. love all people. Mm -hmm. Love does not have a, a picture. Mm. There's no picture of love. There's no, no color to love. Mm. Love is love. If uh -huh. you don't, if you ain't doing that, yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? So, uh, that's that's at the at the core of, of why I'm here today. Uh just love everybody, man. Do the right thing. You see something, say something. Um mm. uh, don't 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 hold your words when you see injustice or, or somebody being wrong. That could be it doesn't matter about race, just do the right thing, mm. y'all. Take care of each other as Christians, take care of each other. As, as brothers and sisters in Christ, man, yeah. like for real. And as human beings, as, like, like, cause maybe I'm in a situation, I don't know whether that person's a Christian or not, but if it's wrong, it's wrong, right? That's right. Human dignity, man. That's definitely right, man, yeah. <laughs> and that, and, and we, we, we clean so much, man, like, see, so you just thought, we clean so much to religion, we should all be just taking care of each other, man. It doesn't matter, man. That is crazy, man. Yeah, that's true. We should all just be taking care of each other. Well, and I think, I think the biggest, um, good reminder for me and I think for anyone listening is we have to be honest and say that very rarely do we like being in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Um, I think that's why sin runs rampant in most Christians. They don't, I mean, to deal with sin is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Um, this, you know, and what's that verse about he who knows what is right and does not do it sins like that's kind of what we're talking about like yeah. well, you know what's something right and you're gonna be silent come on we got an issue that should be the other side of the shirt the salt and light shirt should be something about uh i like how you said uh if you see something say something yeah i, man. I like that i like that a lot yeah man and then um uh, so man i i appreciate you tarshawn so much and i know that that god's using in a big way with circle church and just planting that church over there and obviously just in your life man serving in the role that you are appreciate uh, you. i'm always encouraged to know that uh, w there are people on this earth who are who are fighting to be salt and light, and they're not limiting that to any particular race or culture or whatever. Yeah. They're going to be salt and be light to the people God puts around them, and they're going to watch also where they live. You know, you and I talked beforehand. It's like we both come out experience moving in a variety of places throughout yeah. our life. So wherever God puts us, am I am I paying attention to who is around me? Yeah. Like, am I paying attention to 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 who is in my, who's in my neighborhood? Who's in my, like, where are, where am I, am I watching that? My coworkers, whatever. And being willing to engage people and learn, ask questions, <laughs> make an effort. Yeah, start man. with something. Yeah. Start with something. Anything. So I appreciate that challenge, man. I love it. And uh, I'm so grateful for you and, and grateful for this conversation. So thanks for coming on today. No problem, man. brother.
Well, thanks guys for listening in. I hope and pray that this has been encouraging to you. Uh, please feel free to share this message or, or this podcast uh, with, with someone that you know might benefit from it. Uh, once again, I'm, I'm DJ Myrick and encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.